Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. December 14th, 2021. Welcome to the Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu Peters. We have an exclusive and very special guest today. We have one of America's very own political prisoners calling in directly from the Washington, D.C. gulag. Sean McHugh traveled from California to Washington, D.C. to support his president. On January 6th, he literally never set foot in the Capitol. He only demonstrated outside against what he thinks what a lot of us think was a stolen election. The worst thing that McHugh allegedly did is spray a can of bear spray in the direction of some police officers. And for that, he's been hit with 10 separate federal charges. He faces up to 20 years in prison if he's convicted. 20 years. For comparison, the average murderer in the United States does just 15 years. Joseph Rosenbaum, the man who died attacking Kyle Rittenhouse, spent just 14 years in prison for serially raping young boys. And to the feds, Sean McHugh is even worse than that. The federal government's case against McHugh is egregious. In a recent court filing, the feds say that McHugh belongs in prison for a period of two decades because he used a megaphone to shout at the police. They accuse him of being the de facto leader of the group storming the Capitol because he chanted, Whose house, our house, outside of the Capitol? Which is, in fact, our house, by the way. They say he caused the Capitol break-in because he said, and this is verbatim, quote, come on, guys, bring it, let's go. The authorities are even using McHugh's travel plans against him. They say that since he arrived in D.C. on January 5th and left on January 7th, that somehow that proves that he was only present in D.C. to try to overthrow the government. It couldn't be that he simply arrived to attend a one-day demonstration and then planned to go home when it was over, right? Shouting at the police is legal in America. Or rather, it was until the age of Joe Biden and Antifa. Now you can loot stores, set them on fire, and cause all manner of mayhem in the streets of America and get away with it. The press will just say that you were protesting against racism. But if you show up at your nation's capital to demonstrate publicly against an election that you believe was stolen, then you'll be dragged off to prison and sent away, locked up for 20 years. But authorities didn't just hit McHugh with grossly inflated charges. They want to make sure that they destroy his life completely, even if he's acquitted. 
So a Washington judge has ordered that McHugh be held in custody as a threat to the public until his trial is resolved. Prior to his arrest, McHugh had a successful construction business that he was in the process of expanding. But now he's been ripped away from any means of supporting himself. He's been taken away from his teenage son as well. Instead, he has sat in D.C. rotting in a jail cell. He spent more than 200 days behind bars without real due process. And behind bars, he's had to endure racist guards, mistreatment, de facto torture, denial of constitutional rights, and a whole lot more. But that's what the point of all of this is. They don't think that Sean McHugh is some kind of a serious threat. McHugh was only arrested four months after January 6th. And in that time, he'd done nothing. He clearly wasn't a flight risk and isn't some kind of a threat to the safety of the public. None of the people in the January 6th gulag are a threat to the safety of the public. They are political prisoners. They're being held for ideological crimes. Not simply to punish them, but to intimidate anybody else who might think to stand up to the Biden regime. But thankfully, even the Biden junta isn't able to deny McHugh the right to communicate with the outside world. We recently accepted a call from McHugh in the gulag. We spoke with him on the phone for about 20 minutes. Here's what he said. I arrived here in the D.C. Gitmo, as we like to call it, um, July 21st. And immediately I was discriminated against by staff. Um, They put me on protective custody housing. Uh, status, and then they put me in general population, and uh, they told the inmates that I was protected custody status in, in order to provoke fights, um, and then they would pop the doors that held me between, that secured me away from the general population to the general population, and um, I had to explain why I was there and what I was doing that day and explain that I'm not a racist and that I don't uh, hate them. And basically it turned into threats of getting urine, feces, and semen thrown on me and me having to do favors like running errands for the inmates in there. Uh, While I was in South 2, there was constant smoke and fires and people were walking around smoking in front of guards. Uh, The guards would make them put out their joints and then they would take them and the guards would physically take the joints back to their cells. Like they were all cool with each other in there, but discriminated against me um, in here. And none of the guards wanted to hear my grievances about that. It got to the point to where a man was exposing himself with his pants down and stroking himself, I don't know if I can say that, and threatening me of sexual abuse in front of a guard who just turned his head. Um, Luckily, I had another January 6th uh, cellmate who was with me. Um, We we made our own type of protection in there uh, and, and watched each other's backs when we were taking showers. Um... It, it wasn't pretty um, in South 2 at all. Um, now I'm in D2B, the political pod. And uh, 
I learned right when I got here that I'm not safe as well, but we're safe in numbers. I learned about Ryan Samsel. He got he got beat with flashlights. His, his hand tied behind his back, and he got beat with flashlights until he had a fractured orbital, a fractured skull. He can no longer see out of one of his eyes. He has a patched retina. Um, and the guards were cleared from the investigation. They came in wearing DLM masks. Um, guards will come into your cell early mornings and threaten retaliation when things happen in the media, when you write grievances. Um, it's really remarkable how these people are able to keep their jobs. When I write grievances, the lieutenants or the captains, S. Marr or T. Campbell, they will cover up for other people's egregious behavior, other staff's egregious behavior towards us. Um, for instance, on what was it, Veterans Day, Lieutenant Moore came in to our pod and started indiscriminately spraying pepper spray because we were not, some folks were not wearing masks. And she demanded people lock down into their cells. And then she started spraying the pepper spray in the vents that go into people's cells. So she created a cell that was full of gas, basically, and for some men. And then they were denied medical access or denied to even come out of their cells for a substantial amount of time. I was hit with the pepper spray going back to my cell. Um, and then she falsified the documents saying that she only sprayed one second uh, burst of the pepper spray. And we ended up actually catching her in that lie. So that was good. Because Chief Anderson from the Marshals came in and uh, he looked over the video surveillance that S. Marr had already looked over and vouched for her and found that they were actually lying about the document and about the video surveillance. So that was one win for us out of many losses. Um, Chris Worrell, he was denied medical treatment in this facility, needed surgery. On his hand, he was also denied proper cancer treatment. Uh, the jail was found in contempt for that, and subsequently he was moved to another facility, and I think that he finally made it home. Um, we go under retaliation, like I had said. There's this one particular officer, Jay Johnson, comes in here and turns her body camera off and then starts provoking us with racial slurs, calling us leaders of hate groups, calling us white supremacists who deserve to be beaten and stabbed. She said that she wished she was the leader of BLM so she could personally teach us a lesson. And if she had it her way, we'd be on the CDF side where we would be stabbed to death. Um, Robert Morse, he was a political patriot that was housed with us. He filed a PREA against one of the guards here, um, and there was no investigation. He just got disappeared to another jail. 
Um, like I said, they come in without body cams on and they instigate us left and right. Uh, we don't get dinners. We get bologna sandwiches. And the bologna is usually see-through or it's moldy. The bread is hard or it's moldy. Or we get two eggs with tartar sauce. We don't get proper nutritional balanced diet. I'm the lightest I've ever been. I'm down to 133 pounds, and I came in at 155. I'm forced to buy commissary. It's literally extortion. And on commissary, we have um, fish, tuna fish. We have mackerel, uh, and we also have chicken. The chicken now has been taken off the commissary. Um, and when I first came over from CDF from the South 2 side, they were still doing retaliatory actions against me. They started canceling my commissary so I couldn't eat properly. Um, I forgot to mention before I made it to the political prisoner pod, they threw me in uh, isolation, solitary confinement for no reason. Well, the reason was I was filing grievances, and they would strip you naked, handcuffed, and throw you in the shower, handcuffed, and subjugate you to more racial slurs and more egregious action. Uh, it was quite humiliating, and they, they would take away any dignity that you had. Half of our unit was condemned for black mold, and I wrote grievances about the black mold that was in my cell surrounding my bed and on the wall. Um, they came in and initially they didn't do anything. They had uh, the sanitarian come in and they didn't do anything. And they initially, then they separated us all. And well, they didn't separate us all, excuse me. They put us all in the same cell. They double bunked us and condemned half the unit. And then they kind of just, let it disappear and didn't really do anything. And now they put us all back in these contempt cells. But I'm in cell 38, but if you were to look me up or send mail to me, it comes back and it says that I'm in cell 32. They just don't do anything. And I've already had breathing problems from these issues and they, they just don't address the issue. Uh, so they're doing everything that they can to keep us here, even under bad conditions. So while they come on TV, the U.S. Marshals come on TV, and they tell you, yes, we've talked to Jan 6, prisoners and everything's fine where they're at. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. First of all, they hadn't even talked to us at that point, and that is that is a lie. So there seems to be a coordination between the DOJ and the jail in that aspect. Uh, the, oh, when I first initially reported the mold in my cell, 
they told me that I probably just have COVID and they, they made me quarantine in that cell as well. And so my symptoms got a lot worse. I asked for x-rays and they gave me x-rays and then denied me access to the results of those x-rays. Um, the daily newspaper that we get in here is called The Final Call. And it's hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Go ahead. I can hear you. Okay. Sorry. It's called the final call and it's with Lewis Farrakhan. And he talks about how the white race needs to be exterminated in that paper and how we're swine. And these are things that we're subjected to. And the educational tablet has a lot of this material on it as well. There's no material that I would look for or find interesting on these tablets. Um, I find it to be a breeding ground for hate, not only for the other inmates in here, but for the staff. Um, I have to do my own laundry because if I send in my laundry, it'll come back uh, sometimes with fecal matter in it and urine smelling. So I do my own laundry as well as a lot of the gentlemen in here do their own laundry for that reason. Um, I already told you about the meals. Sometimes, uh, when it is a good meal, or we think it is, they'll have it'll be scattered with pubes, or it'll have chemical taste to it. Uh, like I said, most of the time it's bologna, eggs, and tartar sauce, and uh, we don't actually get dinner. All of this is happening, um, Sean, in the United States of America. Um, previous to this, I mean. I, Previous to this, you're the owner of a construction business. You're a father of a teenaged boy. You're a patriotic American that enjoys individual liberty and freedom. And now you in the United States of America are in a prison being held facing 20 years because you used a bullhorn at a political rally. I mean, has, has all of that sunken in for you? How do you deal with that part of it on a daily basis? pretty scary and I think that we're starting to see the silver lining in this and that is hopefully it's waking people up to the fact that they don't like political dissent and they want just the one party um, in this in our government they don't like mothers who stand up in uh, school board meetings they don't like real journalism like Project Veritas, and they sure don't like people with bullhorns, I guess. But I never thought for one moment that I would be in this much trouble for going and supporting my president and speaking on a bullhorn. Speaking and, of the president uh, and speaking of some of the most boisterous political operatives inside of our federal government, uh, have you received any support from elected representatives, have they been effective at all in helping to ease up some of the treatment that you're being subjected to inside of that DC gulag? I think that they've tried to address the issues. Um, but today what we're still seeing is retaliatory uh, behavior from the guards. And I mean, we still, we're getting tweets from the warden being put out just as recent as the day before yesterday saying, you know, F all Trump supporters, 
and she has tweets that are out there saying that uh, she can't wait till we're all extinct and bragging about not letting in Congress. So that shows how we're being treated from the top down, and that type of behavior is looked upon as okay. And uh, Lieutenant Moore said, I don't care how many uh, nice, shiny people you bring in here, as long as you're in here, your ass is mine. And uh, I don't think that they're worried about any sort of retaliatory effects upon them. They're not worried about the consequences. Speaking of retaliation, do you fear or do you think that there will be any retaliation for your appearance here on this program today? There's a high likelihood of that, yes. But you're willing to do this and you're willing to risk that because you want to make sure that everybody is aware of what's happening in there. What about President Trump? I mean, I know that he's not the elected president right now, allegedly. That's what we're being told here by a lying and complicit media. Uh, Everybody knows about the fraud, the rampant fraud that took place in that election that you protested, rightfully so. That's your right to do that. Um, And as a result, you've sacrificed seemingly everything in your life. But what about the, the the rhetoric coming out of President Trump's office? I mean, have you heard anything uh, in support of you and and your fellow Americans that are there locked up as political prisoners? Yeah, we have some individuals in here who have access to other platforms, not access to, but they get sent in messages about some messages that Eric Trump or Trump Jr. or Trump or General Flynn or those people might be sending out and we're able to read them. And uh, I'll tell you what, if Trump's listening to this, we hang on every single word that he says and uh, we will not give up and we will always be loyal and we're willing to go to the Supreme Court with all of this, um, even if it means staying behind bars the whole time. Have you been pushed by legal counsel or has it been suggested that you just take a plea deal, just end this, just get out of there, uh, move on with your life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was just given another plea deal today and it was uh, 72 months for two assaults and they were going to drop the obstruction charge, um, which was just ruled on in another case. Uh, but by that judge's own words, it's arguable that they cannot use the enhancements on us. So it looks like the obstruction will eventually fall apart. And you're refusing to take that plea deal, I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. If I take a felony plea deal, I'll no longer have licensing with the state of California. I will no longer be able to be bonded by the state of California insurance companies, and I won't be able to bid on government contracts. Which is exactly the point. This is exactly what these people want to do. They want to dismantle your life. And that's not an option for my family. Yeah, no, absolutely not. It's not. Uh, Also, another thing, too, not taking the plea deal, taking this thing all the way, that opens up the entire justice system to a whole lot of discovery that could work to your benefit. And I know that you're on a recorded line, uh, so you have to be careful. I don't want you to talk specifically about your case, but do you agree that discovery would be helpful uh, if it was out in the public for everybody to see? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we would get to the truth about a lot of things. There would be no more uh, hyperbole and assumptions and hearsay. Let's put it all out there for the public to see. Um, 
and and I think that we'll win in the court of public opinion, and uh, we're definitely going to win um, in in a lot of our cases in court. Uh, and speaking of discovery, there's some access, like Vice News is getting access to some of the CCTV footage, or these other agencies are getting access to what we're being told is highly sensitive and we can't share it, yet they have access to it. So there's Brady violations right there. Um, and while we're on the topic of discovery, if I may, they're holding our discovery. Some of, some of the gentlemen in here have not even seen any of their discovery to date. And they have no court dates in sight. They keep pushing back our speedy trial in the name of justice and COVID. Uh, the people who have got their discovery, they'll bring in laptops with a flash drive or a CD-ROM, and they won't give them a power cord. So they're able to, they're literally able to watch like two hours of their discovery, and that's it. And then when the 14 days is up, they come back and grab the laptop, and they don't, their discovery is never to be seen again. Um, and that's only a, a brief portion of it. If we were allotted all the time to view our discovery, um, the whole 14,000 hours and other discovery that's online and on evidence.com, we would be here day in, day out for two years before we got through it all. Um, when I went out to rec yard one time, uh, my cell was gone into and I had legal documents taken out of my cell. So now when I am able to go out, I don't because of that reason. I need to watch my cell. Um, the chain of custody of discovery is flawed. It, the people in this jail are responsible for the flash drives and CD-ROMs. All they need to do is go plug it into a computer and they have access to our discovery. Um, and the guys that have got it again, they've, they've confiscated it from them um, before their time was up. Uh, we have no access to evidence.com. Um, we can't even bring legal documents to our legal visits. Uh, everything is just fast backwards, so to speak, in here, and there really is, there really is no due process in here, and I never thought I would see this. And the fact that they're able to continue this day in and day out for 11 months now is unbelievable. And I cannot wait for the day for real oversight in Congress and to win the House back uh, in 2022. I really have a lot of faith. And Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and Gosar, and I really hope they don't let us down. The Freedom Caucus seems to be the only group of elected representatives that's doing absolutely anything to help you inside there. There's a lot of silent Republicans on this as well. Uh, which is really disheartening for a lot of people. And so it's really refreshing to hear you, Sean McHugh, a guy who's been locked up for over 200 days, kept away from his family and had everything stripped away from him. For you to be in this uh, optimistic type uh, you know, frame of mind is, is really quite impressive, actually. I mean, you're down over 20 pounds. You're fed food that's translucent. The food that looks good has pubic hairs on it and has been poisoned with chemicals. Uh, you're kept from showers. You're handcuffed in showers. You're subjected to torture every single day at the hands of the people that are supposed to be there to protect you from any kind of an abuse that might happen when you're in the custody of the government. Uh, and so I just want to commend you on that. Where do you find your strength? You have one minute left. 
find my strength first in Jesus Christ. I find my strength in the men that I'm surrounded by. I find the strength in the voices of the people that I believe in, like Trump and Gosar Green. And lastly, but not least, my family. I think about them every day. I think about my son. I think about the family that's waiting for me to get home. And I'm doing it for them, and I'm doing it for the American people. I think it's time for everybody to stand up. I got about 20 seconds left, according to the Securus line. We've got about 20 seconds left. I want you to give a message to those people, to to the family at home. Go ahead. I love you guys, and one day this will all work out. And stay strong, and uh, I will see you soon. (laughs) Sean McHugh, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. And stay strong in your faith. Uh, Jesus saves, absolutely. God bless you. One of the most toxic elements of the modern left is how it uses its tyranny to destroy families. Every time Thanksgiving comes around, for example, they publish articles about how to shame your family for not holding the right views, or how it's worth cutting off contact with family members for voting for President Trump or owning a gun or opposing gay marriage or whatever. Take your pick. This is because modern leftism is operating as a religion, not a conventional political worldview. It's a religion that ostracizes those who won't join. And it's a religion that imposes ritual requirements on people. And in 2021, one of those rituals is the vaccine. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The science is actually pretty clear at this point. Children don't die from coronavirus. Not in any numbers worth worrying about. They also don't do much to spread it. And in any case, that wouldn't matter as far as a vaccination goes because the vaccines don't do anything to stop the virus from spreading anyhow. But that's the thing about religious frenzies. They're hard to stop. So the less the vaccines work, the more obsessed the left is about making everybody get one. Jabbing adults didn't stop infection waves and record case levels. So now it's on to jabbing kids and eventually infants and then in vitro and then watering your houseplants with vaccines. And when those shots don't work, it'll be time for everyone to get boosters. And when those boosters don't work, they'll be making us get boosters every three months, then every three weeks if they can get away with it. That's what life is like in a religious cult. And right now, America is ruled by a COVID death cult. Stephanie Means knows all about this. She's a mother currently separated from her son's father and soon to be in a custody battle over her son's. And the vaccine has become a critical dispute. The boy's father wants to jab their son so they can go on some trip to New York while Stephanie is opposed. Well, as you might expect, the family courts are ruthlessly biased against parents who don't want to inject their children with an experimental bioweapon that will protect children against a disease that none of them are at any risk from anyway. Well, we're happy to have Stephanie with us now. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm going to state the obvious, but obviously you're aware you're fighting for your son's lives at this point over a trip to New York. Yep, pretty much. 
So the dad wants to inject the kids. Is it because of convenience for this trip? Or does he really believe that these shots provide immunity to COVID-19, a virus that largely doesn't impact children anyhow? He really believes that uh, uh, the CDC's uh, advice and, and recommendations are what we should follow. And he tells me he fears more what uh, the effects of getting COVID naturally and the long-term effects of that, then he worries about the uh, the vaccine uh, effects. So has the father of your sons, has, has, does he understand that 99.998% of people who contract this chimerically engineered, Tony Fauci concocted, intentionally released Wuhan China virus actually survive it with their own God-given immunity? I've told him, I've, I've said those exact words. Um, I've sent a few studies to him um, and he basically just tells me that those aren't legit sources, um, you know, and that I'm, I'm on the, the web searching for information that is, that is not uh, credited. And uh, I should stick with what the CDC says and what the experts say. Sure. So when talking about the CDC, have you brought it to his attention that on the CDC's own vaccine adverse events reporting system, that an unprecedented amount, nearly three times as many people in just 11 months have died from this series of shots uh, than every other previous vaccine combined? Is he aware of that? I, I don't know if he's he, he hasn't gone to the VAERS website, um, but I know that uh, I'm spending my time looking up all these research studies and uh, preparing to like keep sending him some information. I feel like that's all I can do at this point is just send him the stuff I'm finding. You know, he only believes in like Harvard and uh, Mayo clinics and in a, ironically, a Harvard study just came out and published uh, about the, the myths of vaccines actually working and stopping the spread. So I'm just trying to make lists of things I find so that I can continually send them to him. But he, I just know it's it's like fighting with a brick wall and he believes in these vaccines and- Well, if he likes Harvard, that's great because a particular Harvard study that we would like for him to look at is one that says that of the 20,000 deaths from this shot, 20,000, uh, that that is a number that reflects less than 1% of actual adverse events reported to this vaccine adverse events reporting system, which means that that number could be nearly 2 million people have died from this shot alone. Is he aware of all the professional elite top of their physical condition athletes that are falling over dead uh, on the field? Is he aware that children, that boys particularly are six times more likely to have a serious heart condition from these shots than they are to have a serious illness from the virus itself. Because we would love to package all of this stuff up and send it over to you. As you know, we've been covering it ad nauseum. We'll do anything that we can to help you and your sons to protect them against this kind of tyranny. Yeah, I've I've made a really good effort to, because I feel like I'm. it's really hard to speak to my ex. Um, he doesn't want to hear what I have to say. So I've been trying to just tell my kids, especially my 11-year-old boy, I've shown him these articles about uh, uh, footballers uh, falling over. Um, you know, he's an athlete himself, as, a, as am I. So I'm showing him all these things just to try and let him know that there's another side and he needs to, you know, hear me and not just listen to his dad. And, uh, you know, there's been times now that I feel like my ex has kind of brainwashed him a little bit to make me look like I'm an anti-vaxxer. 
Uh, Which there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, Previously, (laughs) I was all on board with childhood vaccines. I had fallen victim to the multiple decades long propaganda uh, and the CDC and the FDA and your family physician and saying that, you know, all these things are required. I'm not overly convinced that my son's, my oldest son's ADHD is in a direct result of these childhood vaccines. I mean, that's very possible. And might I suggest something? I'm sorry to do this uh, because... We like bringing regular people, everyday people, people like us on the program to give you a voice. And so I don't want to filibuster, but I think that it's past time that I actually say this. We try to protect our kids. We try to protect our kids from any unnecessary trauma. That's what parents do. We try to lead our kids to God. We try to teach them to be polite. We try to protect them from things that may hurt them psychologically, emotionally, or obviously physically. So talking to your kids about stuff like this, there's been kind of a barrier. You know, Trump, politics, insurrection, the police, the weaponizing of Antifa and BLM and terrorists, you know, running around in our streets and burning things down and raping people and things like that. So we try to kind of shelter them from that stuff. But I think that right now we're in times where that sheltering may be adversarial to their better good, to their well-being, to their physical health, and possibly even to their lives. It could be of detriment to them to protect them from this stuff. And so there will be do-gooders and literal little liberal, liberal, little, uh, what do you call these people, Uh, simpy, emotional crybabies uh, that watch this interview and that they will demonize you for talking to your 11-year-old son about the possible adverse events from these shots. But I, I actually commend that. And I think it's time that we do have these conversations with our age-appropriate kids. 11 years old, I think. My oldest is 10 years old. And I have admittedly told my son, if anybody at your school or anywhere comes near you with a needle or a syringe, you fight like hell. Physically fight and run and scream whatever you have to scream to get the attention of people. And don't stop running until you get to me. And so, I mean, do you agree with that? Or is that kind of like hyperbolic. No, I agree. And, and, uh, like I said, not only have I shown him some of the things I'm finding, but I've said, you know, uh, you know, it terrifies me that, that his dad could take him and do it behind my back. So I just say, I am not okay with it. So you need to understand that both of you boys, I am not okay with this. I want to see the long-term results of the, 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 the studies and the trials on these with kids. Yes. There is one. And that's, and if we're wrong and these vaccines are great, we can always take the vaccine then. But the people who have already taken it, they can't unvaccinate themselves. That's right. If there are these horrible effects. And and we so, do have so much information already out here. I mean, look to Israel, the most inoculated country on the face of the planet, also virtually the highest COVID infection rate. Uh, people are dying like crazy there in the UK where they actually track these vaccine adverse events. They're reporting over 70% of their hospitalized patients over the age of 65 are considered, quote, fully vaccinated. So, I mean, there is a major breakdown, even if these, let's just take the whole bioweapon out of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. If these were actually a legitimate try at a vaccine, they have miserably failed and they are producing real, permanent, adverse illnesses, detrimental, tragic side effects, major organ failure, serious issues with myocarditis and heart issues with young people, There's just absolutely no reason why any judge, magistrate, any mediator shouldn't hear you when you say, look, we don't have the long term studies on this. What we do have in the short term is very alarming. Uh, I would like to request more time on this. 
Are you nervous or are you scared that when you go into court on this, because obviously there's going to be an issue between you and your ex as this thing arises, as this thing comes up, a a trip to New York is obviously worth risking his son's lives in his eyes. Are you nervous that the courts are going to side with him? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's funny, I reached out to you because I haven't really heard much about this subject with divorced uh, parents uh, having different views on the vaccine. And um, and then on your Friday show, you were speaking with uh, Dr. Jane Ruby and you guys were discussing this. And there was the case in New York of the father and uh, uh, and his ex. One was a lawyer, one was a research scientist, and he was fighting for not having his child vaccinated. And the courts ruled in against him because he wanted more time. And they said no. And then that just horrified me. It made it hit home like that might happen to me. Well, don't be scared. Uh, Fear paralyzes and fear is the work of the enemy. So don't be scared. Uh, Nervousness gives you an edge. Uh, Pray. Obviously, you need to pray about this. But also, we're going to be working here on this show. To come up with, we're going to be talking to whoever we can talk to, attorneys and otherwise constitutional scholars, and we're going to put together these affidavits because these affidavits, these people need to be put on notice uh, yeah. immediately that these shots are dangerous and in many cases deadly and that there is no reason why they need to be forced upon kids who are at virtually no risk from COVID-19 at all. So if nothing else, what your appearance has done here is it has lit a fire under myself and this program to use the full weight of our resources and to dig into our Rolodex to make sure that we have something that can protect people in these family courts. These family courts are corrupt to the core. We know that already. We have seen what happened to Dr. Micheline Epstein in New York early on when this whole COVID tyranny first started. She hasn't seen her child in over a year and a half because she didn't wear a mask outdoors when dropping her child off at school. So, I mean, that is that is alarming. And so this is a serious issue that obviously is going to come up. And don't feel alone either, Stephanie, because what you are here bravely talking about on a national platform, millions of people are going through. COVID-19 has been a huge divider, and I know that it has ruined relationships, it has broken marriages, and there are many in your shoes right now. And we're going to try to find an advocacy uh, for parents who, who need to fight this family court system. So... Uh, trust that, that I will absolutely be coming with that. If not this week, at the very latest, early next week, we're going to be coming with some sort of a solution or at least something that you can do and have a weapon and be prepared to fight uh, these family courts. Yeah, I mean, that, I would appreciate that. Any information, um, you know, I'm thankful I live in Florida because we're, we're not, uh, you know, we have no mandates thanks to Governor uh, DeSantis. We don't you know, my kids have been in school for uh, a year and a half with, uh, you know, going back to school. We're very fortunate for that. Um, but like you said, the court system is what scares me. Yeah. You know, even living in Florida, I don't know what could happen. And that's, you know, I just want to get some information so I can fight this battle as best I can. Well, start preparing yourself right now by putting together an arsenal of actual peer-reviewed journals. Dr. Peter McCullough is very good at putting these things together. Dr. Paul E. Alexander, uh, we there's a, a huge amount of resources available for you to show that these shots do not work, that there is a serious breakdown in these shots, that they do not provide immunity. That's why they're on a booster number three, shot number three, booster number one. They're approving booster number four or the shot number four is going to be coming out. I mean, this is absolutely insanity. When in history have we ever had a vaccine that requires four shots in a year? Uh, I, I don't I don't think anybody can say that they know of one. So no. 
start putting that information together so that you're armed when you go before the mediator and in the interim, we're going to do the same thing. Stephanie Means, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, the Vaccine Police is an organization that's actually fighting and finding success. Christopher Key and the Vaccine Police, they video document all of their efforts. Go to vaccine-police.com right now to check it out. But they're confronting these petty tyrants on school boards and finding tremendous amounts of success in ridding of these overreaching, communistic, tyrannical vaccine and mask mandates at schools. They're also serving Nuremberg notifications on pharmacists actually finding success. Pharmacists going, wow, I had no idea that that insert was blank until you came in here. Putting up billboards in major metropolitan areas, waking people up to the dangerous and deadly effects of this bioweapon that's being falsely referred to as a safe and effective vaccine so they could shove it down the throats of your kids. Confronting hospital administrators on the treatment and maltreatment of COVID patients that are there refusing them treatment and then slamming them filled with remdesivir and throwing them on a ventilator, keeping them in isolation away from their friends and family and then killing them. They need help. They need financial resources. Please go to vaccine-police.com and donate. Donate to this cause. Boots on the ground. This guy is a soldier. He's a warrior. You can see it. Go to vaccine-police.com. Check out all of the videos. This guy, I don't know where he gets his energy from. I would love to be able to bottle it up and sell it or take it myself. Give it to you. Donate it if I could. The guy's sleepless nights in his car driving all over this country to speak in front of lawmakers and at big events and then confront these people one-on-one. Go to vaccine-police.com and support the efforts. Again, vaccine-police.com. Our next guest is named Dr. Paul Thomas, but you can just call him Dr. Paul. He's treated more than 10,000 children over the past three decades and has raised nine children of his own. Busy guy. He's published two books as well amid all of that. But now the authorities are looking to end his career permanently because of his dissident from party orthodoxy on vaccinations. Dr. Paul doesn't reject vaccines. He simply promotes an alternative delayed vaccination schedule. Dr. Paul conducted his own real-world study where he says children on his delayed vaccination schedule turned out healthier than children following the CDC's guidelines. Go figure. Instead of thanking Dr. Paul, or at least double-checking his work, the Oregon Medical Board retaliated against him for going against the science, which these days just means a dogmatic medical ideology based on received scripture rather than evidence-based medicine. The board suspended Dr. Paul's license, which instantly destroyed his livelihood. He lost his medical contracts, his hospital admitting privileges, his ability to treat patients or earn any kind of a living at all. The board also tried to force Dr. Paul to turn over the names and birthdays of the children in his study in flagrant violation of medical ethics. Paul responded to a suspension by launching his own medical program called Against the Wind. He's amassed more than one and a half million subscribers on YouTube, but still he'll be facing a two week trial this January where he could lose his license permanently. The estimated cost of fighting this witch hunt could be over $250,000 and then the appeals could take many years and many thousands of dollars more. You can support Dr. Paul's effort by going to drpaulsfight.com. Again, that's drpaulsfight.com. And Dr. Paul joins us now. It's a pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks, Stu, for having me on your show. So you did your own real-life, real-world study. Tell us about this. So February of 2019, the board wanted me to prove that my vaccine-friendly plan that I outlined in my book called The Vaccine-Friendly Plan was as safe as the CDC schedule. I thought, wow, the CDC's never shown that what they do is safer than doing nothing. But nevertheless, they asked, I hired an independent expert to come in and we looked at every single patient born in my practice and all the health outcomes that they had, published that study in 
November, November 23rd of last year, 2020, five days after it was available online, the Oregon Medical Board took my license. Apparently, they didn't like what I found. And what was it that you found? Well, what we found, Stu, was that across the board, it didn't matter what we looked at, vaccinated kids had a lot more health problems than the unvaxxed. And the graphs that we published in that peer-reviewed article uh, are just stunning because they show in orange over time, over the 10 and a half years of this study, uh, the graph just goes straight up for vaccinated kids and almost flatline for the unvaxxed. And it, this was true for everything we looked at, asthma and allergies, uh, neurodevelopmental things like behavior problems and ADD, ADHD, anemia, it really, all sorts of infections. That's the other puzzler, right? You get vaccines to prevent infections. And while they may help you for a given infection, when you look at all infections, the more vaccinated you are, the worse off you are. Well, that was the understanding prior to the set of symptoms being branded, marketed, and making billionaires out of this thing called COVID-19 is that, yes, you get vaccinated in order to provide your body with immunity to things that we know exist in the real world, Ebola, HIV, AIDS, things like this, uh, tuberculosis. I know that everybody gets those things. I don't know if there's maybe not HIV, AIDS. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was another Fauci conundrum. But anyways, so when you find out that the vaccine doesn't indeed produce immunity, as we have found out with this one, now they're rolling out a fourth shot for this particular uh, injection that they're referring to falsely as a vaccine, you start to realize that this thing is more about money and control and power than anything else. And that forces us to look backward in time, which is exactly what you've done, is you've looked back at all of the previous vaccines that all of your family physicians seemingly require that you give or administer to your kids at the time of birth and then through their early childhood. Yeah, Stu, we've given a pass on vaccines. We've sort of accepted the narrative that they're safe and effective. That is marketing. That is not the truth. My study is not the only study that's now coming out comparing vaxxed to unvaxxed. All the studies that are well done are showing the same thing. The more vaccines you get, the more problems you have health-wise. They are overall probably causing more problems by far, much more harm than doing nothing. Now, bring in the COVID jab, which we shouldn't even call a vaccine. I mean, this is gene therapy, except we shouldn't even call it therapy. Because this is a bioweapon, period. Yeah, you're not treating anything. So there's no therapy here. It's gene modification to turn your body into a spike protein manufacturing facility. Spike protein is the toxin. It triggers your immune system to destroy the cells that it's attached to. And we know now the spike protein is getting into the bloodstream, going around the body. It's going to the brain. It's going to your gonads. So ovaries and testicles, it's a disaster. Uh, visit drpaulsfight.com. Again, drpaulsfight.com to help him with this uh, battle that he's taking on the medical establishment who has targeted him uh, basically for medical assassination. Uh, so as far as you personally, are you considered, do you consider yourself to be an anti-vaxxer? Not at all. It's a journey for all of us. So in medical school at Dartmouth, I was taught vaccines were the single most important thing I could do as a pediatrician. I believed that for a while until I did my own research. And I urge anybody out there, if you're wondering about this, because we've all bought the narrative, vaccines are safe and effective. That's what we're supposed to do. Do your own research. You will start to realize that is a marketing slogan. And I'm not against all vaccines. We need safer vaccines. We need to go way slower than we are currently. They're all jammed up on little infants whose bodies cannot handle that much immune stimulation, nor the toxic load of aluminum that's in so many of those vaccines, not to speak of formaldehyde and a whole bunch of other things that are come along with the vaccines. 
We should, I mean, as a theory, Stu, it's an awesome idea. Let's say you had Ebola, which is 50% fatal. It's a horrible disease. If you could produce a vaccine that was relatively safe, and if Ebola truly was exploding around the world, we'd all line up for that vaccine. Problem is, that's not the story we have for most vaccines. Well, you know, this is a theory, but there has been a lot of scuttlebutt across the internet, through social media, about this thing called Marburg. And Marburg is supposed to be extremely deadly. That's the way that they've advertised this thing that they're calling a virus, which apparently is not even a virus and is treatable with simple, run-of-the-mill, everyday, household name antibiotics. But they're going to use this thing in order to cover for the adverse events and the injuries as a result of antibody-dependent enhancement that is caused by the spike proteins that are traveling across the blood-brain barrier, causing all kinds of neurological problems. And then, of course, massive organ failure and everything else that these shots, this bioweapon, is causing people to experience. So we're going to see more variants. We're going to see more illnesses, more pandemics, if you will, being introduced to get people to run towards these jabs. Do you agree? Absolutely. And Stu, the, the COVID vaccine is such a disaster. That's already plain and clear. They have to paint a narrative to have people not realize that all this devastation of your health that we're seeing is actually from the jab. And so, yes, they're going to have these dangerous variants that are coming, whether they call it Marburg's another thing. They will come up with narratives to hide the fact that this jab is a disaster. And I mean, folks, wake up. Israel is already saying that they're going to be the, the vaccine booster program is going to be lifelong. Uh, they, yeah. the, the people in Israel have signed themselves up for a lifetime subscription to become pincushions for big pharma. And the yeah. eyes on the executives at Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson are as big as a silver dollar right now. They are just salivating at the trillions and trillions upon trillions of dollars, unimaginable money. You, there's no way that anybody could ever fathom the kind of money that is going to be flooding into these pharmaceutical companies who, thanks to our Congress, now have a blanket immunity to any of these adverse events. We talked about uh, um, Jum- Jumai Nachi. She's a triple amputee. Her job, her hospital required her as a healthcare worker to go get these jabs. That very same hospital ended up taking three of her limbs And those stories are multiplied by millions, as we know, because this vaccine adverse events reporting system uh, is completely inaccurate, only reporting less than 1% of all vaccine injuries. Uh, I've got about a minute left here. I want to give you the final words. Well, folks, uh, we're sharing a lot of scary information. And what I want to leave you with is hope. We have an amazing immune system. Trust your native natural immune system. It does wonders with COVID. You don't need to be afraid. Get your vitamin D level checked. And if not, at least take ample vitamin D so that your those levels are fine. Eat good nutrition, get around healthy people who are, and get rid of fear, turn off the, the TV, except you should listen to Stu. He knows what he's talking about. And um, yeah, just embrace those you love and you will be fine. We've got to get away from this fear mongering that's happening. Well, I had no idea about any of this th- before this stupid little podcast started. And then this thing blew up because people are so thirsty for the truth and somebody who's got the balls to say it how it is. Uh, yep. Party lines mean no, they mean nothing to me at all Thank whatsoever. You. If you're scum, yep. you're scum. And we're going to call you out. And th- it seems that this whole thing is fake. Uh, and it's it's really been 
quite the thing for me to digest, actually, as this show continues to grow. But no, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's experts like you that make me look good. So we appreciate it. Dr. Paul, go to drpaulsfight.com. Again, support him, drpaulsfight.com. Dr. Paul Thomas, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you, Stu. You know, we're really blessed to have had Dr. Paul Thomas on this program. What a wealth of information and knowledge doing the right thing, trying to keep kids healthy. One of the only practices, maybe the only practice in the entire country to have a database of kids where he has thousands of kids that have received all of the recommended childhood vaccines, thousands of kids who have received just a partial or some of those vaccines, and then thousands of kids who have had none of them. And he's able to study them in the real world, in real life, and then provide that information. Isn't that what doctors are supposed to be doing? Promoting health for kids? Instead, he's been targeted. I hope that you will support him in his fight. Go to drpaulsfight.com. You heard what he said about the body's natural immunity, your God-given immunity, and how it's a COVID destroyer. You can help to supplement that COVID-destroying system by making sure that you have the appropriate amount of vitamin D3, vitamin C, and then quercetin and zinc together are the gun and the bullet, the COVID killer. This sociopathic Tony Fauci chimerically engineered a virus and then intentionally released it out of the Wuhan lab in China. This China virus could be defeated with the Z-Stack easily. Kids gummies available now too, but they also prevent against other natural viruses that are out here. Influenza, for example. Get to ZStackProtocol.com. How about a great gift idea? Give the gift of immunity to your friends, to your neighbors, to your loved ones. Sign them up for AutoShip. Make sure you sign yourself up for AutoShip as well to avoid shipping delays because there's high demand for this Z-Stack. Dr. Zev Zelenko is a humanitarian genius, saved thousands of lives with his early treatment protocol. It's now available to you. Go to ZStackProtocol.com. Again, ZStackProtocol.com. All right, remember this and every Stu Peters show brought to you by Cortez Wealth Management. His free class for patriots right after this show. Get to AmericaFirstRetirementPlan.com. Remember to fly low and avoid the radar. Listen, one day they're going to come for the car, and when they do, save the radio! This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 